This episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast is sponsored by LiveFlow. Did you hear the news? LiveFlow just launched a new consolidation product. LiveFlow power user Beth Melcher of MoneyFit said that LiveFlow's consolidation is saving her team 15 to 20 minutes per client every week and eliminates the use of formulas. LiveFlow's automated multi-entity consolidation is simple to use. You can easily map multiple unmatching charts of accounts from multiple QuickBooks Online companies into one standardized report. And once it's set up, LiveFlow works its magic, updating the consolidations automatically in real time. So you can focus on analysis using instantly updated data across entities. LiveFlow can even consolidate financials that are in different currencies. And the possibilities don't stop there. LiveFlow empowers you with flexible, powerful reporting tools to create customized dashboards that meet your specific needs, build executive presentations, cash flow forecasts, and more with just a few clicks. To stop grueling over manual consolidation reports and to get 25% off your first three months, be one of the first 10 listeners to head over to uq.promo forward slash LiveFlow. That is uqb.promo forward slash L-I-V-E-F-L-O-W. Welcome to the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast. I am joined by my good friend, Alicia Katz-Pollock, the original, the one and only QBO Rockstar, CEO and founder of Royal Y Solutions. And I have the privilege of collaborating with Hector Garcia, CPA, the founder of Right Tool for QuickBooks. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to become an expert in QuickBooks. Hi, Alicia. Are you an expert in QuickBooks? Hi, Hector. Yes, I'm an expert in QuickBooks. <laughs> and how did I get there? <laughs> yeah, me too. But I did not say I'm a QuickBooks expert. And I cannot Ooh. say I'm a QuickBooks expert. Why is that, Alicia? Oh, I think there's a copyright infringement on that. Yeah. So I think Intuit wants to control how people frame themselves around QuickBooks. And you can call yourself a QuickBooks Pro Advisor if you get certified, but you cannot call yourself a QuickBooks expert. Like, just try it. Put it on your website and notice how quickly you get an email, a, a cease and desist uh, letter. So the, you, the have, key, you can say expert in QuickBooks, but not QuickBooks right. expert. Well, the key there is that a lot of people don't actually read their terms and conditions for being a pro advisor. And I highly recommend that you do that whenever you're talking about what you do as a professional, you can't lead with the word QuickBooks. And on your website, you can't have QuickBooks or QBO in your URL. And you can't have the QuickBooks logo being bigger than your logo. So it's all in how you present yourself. Okay, that's the negative side. Let's talk about the positive side. <laughs> so the first thing to become a QuickBooks expert, let's talk about becoming a QuickBooks expert from the perspective of building a skill set and then separately being known as a QuickBooks expert from the perspective of just marketing. Like, you know, can, uh, can customers pay you more than the average because you are an expert in QuickBooks. And again, I said QuickBooks expert, I gotta be careful with that. So <laughs> because you are an expert in QuickBooks or because your expertise lays on using QuickBooks and fixing QuickBooks files or whatever, people come to you and you get more business because it, it makes no sense to become an expert in QuickBooks if you're not gonna get a better job or if you're not gonna get more clients if you're an independent accountant or pro advisor or whatever. So let's talk about from the perspective of building a skill set. We'll start with mm -hmm. that because Alicia is the author of like a gazillion books of QuickBooks, <laughs> both desktop and online. 
books for end users, books for universities. Um, Alicia is the resident expert in education for QuickBooks. So I'll start picking your brain, Alicia, about, okay, what kind of books, what kind of written material can people invest in to become an expert in QuickBooks? Well, I've written a couple of textbooks that are available to the public through a through a company called Questiva. So if you go to questivaconsultants.com, I actually wrote a book about QuickBooks where you can learn how to use it step by step by step. Like literally click this, type this in this field, press tab. And it really helps you understand the, the, the process behind each of the forms and how it all links together. But not everybody's going to learn from books you know, there's also training videos from myself and you've got a course on lynda.com and I have a whole library breaking it up QBO into little bite-sized pieces. So one way, two ways of learning are using a book where it actually explains it and walks you through the processes. Another way is watching videos. And the most important way is actually the, your hands-on experience. Yeah, well, let's talk about the hands-on experience. That's sort of like the tricky part. So let's talk about how, like, okay, if you don't have a Litecoin to work with right now, okay, and you want to become an expert in QuickBooks, well, obviously, there's a big gap between not having a QuickBooks file to play with and becoming an expert in QuickBooks. What, what can you immediately do right now? So you can go to Craig's Landscaping, which is the text, uh, the test drive file. And so if you go to qbo.intuit.com slash reader, R-E-D-I-R, like redirect slash test drive, there's a sample file that's a kind of a playground sandbox where you can try things out and see how it works. And then it resets itself every three hours. So every time you go in, you get a completely fresh data set. And there's also one for QuickBooks Online Advanced. It's that same URL, qbo.intuit.com slash reader, R-E-D-I-R slash test drive underscore us underscore advanced and that allows you to play around with the quickbooks online advanced features because there's a lot more of them i don't know why quickbooks doesn't have an easier url for the test drive like why does it have to be so weird why can't it just be like quickbooks.com forward slash test drive but anyway i'll get off my soapbox <laughs> for a second one thing is worth mentioning is the test drive is great um we use it all the time to test our app we write tool we log into the sample file and see if, if the features are working the way they're supposed to but if you're working on something and let's say you're entering a bunch of information and then you go out to have lunch and come back, if it logs you out, it's going to get reset, which is good. That's, that's, that's how sample files should work, should work. as an educator, right. right? Creating videos or creating content blogs, even books like you do, Alicia. You want the, the experience to be consistent for every student at any point in time that they log in. They log in in January or they log in in December and they look at the 90 days worth of transactions. They should rotate dynamically based on when you load that up. And QuickBooks has done a fabulous job doing that. The, the, that. This is much better than with QuickBooks Desktop. With QuickBooks Desktop, the desktop file, you have sample files, but they all have fixed dates. Again, and that's also- 1998. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. And these fixed dates, were sometimes are in the future, sometimes are in the past. Uh, what's really nice about the QuickBooks Online sample files, that you always have the sort of fresh data, yesterday's transaction type of thing. So I love that. But again, it won't help you to do sort of a long-term project. So for a long-term project, what you want to do is you want to create a 30-day a, a free trial. What are your thoughts about that? Well, there's the 30-day free trial, but then it's only good for that 30 days. 
Um, another approach that you could take is you could make a free QBOA file, the QuickBooks Online for Accountants file. Now, I'm not encouraging everybody to go out and just make a million of those QBOA accounts because they're, they are specifically for accountants. But if you need a, a test file or you want to put your, your personal transactions in there, which is another really good way of practicing QuickBooks, or you need a sandbox for training, or, you know, there's a lot of different reasons you can make one of those free companies. And then that way you have an ongoing file where you can test things out. Look, no matter what, I think you, you need a fresh file. You need a clean file that, to test it on because Part of being an expert in QuickBooks is not just knowing how to use QuickBooks well, is knowing how QuickBooks interacts with external things. You know, like, so how does QuickBooks bring in data from Chase or PayPal? How does QuickBooks bring in data from Spotify? I mean, from Shopify <laughs> or from Amazon? Like, how does QuickBooks interact with, you know, third party POS systems or payroll systems? So part of being an expert in QuickBooks is not just using QuickBooks, it's understanding how other systems through the API, through the integrations, talk to QuickBooks and you have to have a file that you can just sample sync and see how that works. So you understand how data comes in from third-party software. Right. That is part of you, being an expert in QuickBooks. Because right. you can't do that in Craig's landscaping. You can't do that with the sample file. You cannot, correct. You right. need to have a, a, a separate file. So, right. all right. So, so we have Alicia's books. We have my YouTube channel. We have other YouTubers that create QuickBooks videos. We have uh, LinkedIn Learning. I have a course there. We have RoyalWise, uh, which is uh, Alicia's uh, database of, of, of awesome courses. Uh, what are the ways people can, can, like, what about going to school? Is there like a school for QuickBooks? What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's actually interesting that there's not a lot of academic programs for QuickBooks. Like even if you take a, a, get an accounting degree, you're lucky if you get a half a semester or maybe a semester specifically in the software because they don't want to pick a piece of software. They want to be agnostic. Um, and so sometimes community colleges will have, uh, the you know night classes or supplementary classes that you can take that will teach you how to use QuickBooks. So that's another route that you can take. I'll give you a warning about those. Um, those are slow. <laughs> the the community college classes. Program, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're slow. So it's interesting because you go out and, and look at one of Alicia's courses, right? Like uh, I'm sure you have a course on uh, like an A through Z fundamentals of QuickBooks. And mm -hmm. The course is probably what, four hours, five hours? Six. Six hours. Okay. So people look at a six hour course and they're like, okay, it's six hours. Okay. Then they have nothing else to compare it with. Then you look at a university or a, a local community college course and it's 18 weeks. And every, uh, and every week is, let's say, two hours. It's like 36 hours. And you go, well, you know, if it costs me about the same to get a six hour class versus a, you know, 36 hour class, I mean, if you're looking at just that, obviously you're going to go for the 36 hour class. But think about it. If you are a fast learner, if you already have an accounting degree, if you already have been playing with QuickBooks, I, I, an 18 week class is going to bore you to death. I mean, it's absolutely just way too slow. Uh, if you, if you know nothing, um, and, and you're studying from zero and you just graduated from high school, then that, that would be fine because you're going to have a whole bunch of other people, career changers and stuff like that that will attend those courses and you're all going to go about the same speed. But when you're a fast learner, I think these sort of online, you know, five, six hour chunks, if, if you know how to use them correctly, they're going to be much, just much more useful for you. 
Right. Well, my five and six hour class, my six hour class is still just like showing you how to do an invoice and take a payment and deposit it. The books that I have with com are more step-by-step um, approach. And I actually have classes that use those textbooks right on my website. And I don't even think I've told you, Hector, but I am releasing a QuickBooks desktop course like this week um, and publishing a book on Amazon that was originally based on Doug Sleater's original textbook that probably trained thousands of the people listening to this right now. Um, and so I've got a, a new course for desktop. That's again, that step-by-step click-by-click with videos of watching me actually doing it so you can follow along. And that course, that course is designed to be probably 12 weeks realistically. It's pretty dense. This episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants podcast is sponsored by Timesheets.com. You already know what Timesheets.com does, but today I'd like to talk about what Timesheets.com doesn't do, because sometimes that's just as important. For instance, Timesheets.com doesn't charge a base fee and only costs $5.50 per user, certainly not $8 or more. Also, Timesheets.com will never market to your clients because they respect that private relationship. And Timesheets.com doesn't answer your support calls with an automated phone system, nor will they transfer you from person to person while you're pulling out your hair trying to close payroll on time. Those are just a few important things that Timesheets.com doesn't do. And right now, they are offering the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants podcast listeners two full years commission for each new client you refer, or two free months of service, your choice. Head over to uqb.promo slash timesheets. That is uqb.promo forward slash T-I-M-E-S-H-E-E-T-S. So it's 2023 and you're just publishing a QuickBooks desktop course. Well, um, t- tell us about like, should, should we even, should we, should we learn QuickBooks desktop? Like, that's a big question. Should we bother learning a, a QuickBooks desktop? Well, my, my thought actually in teaching the course is that now that Intuit education is no longer supporting desktop training, if I put out a QuickBooks desktop course, then I'm going to be one of the only people left in the market with a good, solid desktop training. So that's one of the reasons why I went ahead and am republishing this book and this course. But yeah, there's still a place for desktop. I mean, yeah, I would say probably we've got maybe 10 years left in the QBDT lifecycle, but that's still 10 years of getting business done. There's no manufacturing and assemblies in QBO, and we don't have the level of job costing that a large construction company needs. So there's still a place for desktop. Desktop is not dead yet. No, I, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm probably one of the few people that still create QuickBooks desktop videos in YouTube. Um, it still gets tons of views. So I don't know what the total number of QuickBooks desktop users is right now. Declining. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> it's declining. That it's we know declining. that for a fact. <laughs> But but I know that QuickBooks desktop enterprise users are over 100,000, and that one is not declining. And that's because QBO, even the advanced version, can't do a lot right. of the stuff that enterprise can do when it comes to like job costing and inventory, as, as you mentioned. So there will be, uh, uh, there still is a market for QuickBooks desktop. And if you become an expert in QuickBooks desktop, just like Alicia is one of the few creating the course, 
you'll also be one of the few experts in QuickBooks Desktop. So right now, I'm seeing that my, the average rate that we're able to charge as a company and still be competitive with a QuickBooks Desktop consultation is much higher than with a QuickBooks Online. And the reason for that is because QuickBooks Online has less buttons for you to break QuickBooks, which sounds like a good thing. But as a consultant, I love having more buttons, not because they can break it, because there's just more things to do. So there's more moving parts. The, the, the end users obviously value um, the complexity of understanding a more complex software and they, and they pay the consultants more. So there is some value in the short term to becoming an expert in QuickBooks Desktop because there's not that much supply and there's still some demand. But long term, your biggest ROI would be on QuickBooks Online, obviously. Now, the one thing that I will add here to the argument is, and people come back and say, Hector, why are you even talking about QuickBooks Desktop? Or Alicia, why would you even you know, train, show people how to use QuickBooks Desktop? QuickBooks Online, you could add an inventory app and it can do this and you can add a construction app, you can do that. But yeah, but good luck finding a course or a book that talks specifically on how to use that app and QuickBooks. And also take, take in mind that these apps move a lot faster than QuickBooks instead of development. So by the time you publish a course on anything with QuickBooks Online and an app, within six months it's stale because they changed the screens, they changed the way it works in the back end. People criticize the way the items map or the accounts map, so they change the workflow of the setup. I mean, there's so many moving parts with these third-party apps that it's almost impossible to write educational content for it. So the only way to really truly learn a QuickBooks Online and an app is to actually have it and have real data, which what makes it so difficult for somebody to become an expert at. Yeah, uh, and you know, going back to our original question of, well, how do you learn QuickBooks Online? Because you know, we know that there's no better way to learn than to do, but you don't want to be practicing and making mistakes in your clients' files. So one of the biggest recommendations that I can make is when you make when you sign up for QuickBooks Online for accountants, you get a free uh, copy of QuickBooks Online Advanced with payroll. And for those of you speaking to the accounting firms out there where your QuickBooks for your own company is in desktop, import that into QBO and then get used to it because you know your data, you know your workflows. And so then you can translate that into QuickBooks Online. And then that's one of the ways of teaching yourself how to use it. Yeah, well, one of the major misconceptions is because they call it a conversion. People feel that when you have a desktop file and you upload it to Quick, because that's what you're doing. You're uploading it to QuickBooks Online. You have converted, right? Which means you've, that like you, you're one, you're not the other one anymore. And that's not how it really works. Really, you've migrated. I think it's- You migrated and you have two copies of the data. So you could run in parallel. You could run QuickBooks Online in parallel to QuickBooks Desktop. And you can kind of compare how the, how the two work. And one way of becoming an expert in QuickBooks Online without having to break your current QuickBooks desktop system is just do this migration, stay in QuickBooks desktop if you need to, and then on the side, play with the QuickBooks Online with familiar data, data that you're, that you're used to working with, run reports and stuff like that. And then you can break anything you want in QuickBooks Online because your QuickBooks desktop is still the source of truth or the other way, right? right? If you migrate to online, online is the new source of truth. Then you can migrate twice, migrate to company A, migrate to company B, have one live one and one that you play with. Again, you got a 30 day free trial and I've passed the free trial. You would have to pay the monthly fee, but 
people forget that you can make these sort of duplicates of the files to play with uh, the QuickBooks data. If you're going to do that, though, keep in mind that you are now working in parallel, so you've got twice as much work to do, and then you have to make a decision at what point are you ready to cut over. If you if you're within 60 days, you can actually purge your QBO and then re-import your desk your desktop data. But if you're outside that 60 days, you may wind up having to make a whole new QBOA file in order to, if once you're finally ready to go live. So if you're taking Hector's advice and doing it in parallel, be careful that you've got a time constriction on you and you should really be doing your major data input in QBO and then using it, the desktop in backup if you have to. Otherwise, you're going to have to do it all again. Yeah, and we have a, have a we have a bullet point we were brainstorming on this episode, bullet point of like all the other pointers that you can have to become an expert in QuickBooks. So one is, and you mentioned this earlier, is create a QBO file, a QuickBooks Online file, uh, even if it's a free trial. Connect all your personal stuff, your personal bank account, your personal credit card account. Pretend it's a business. Every time you have a deposit, that's a sale or something. And all the expenses are business expenses, although they might be personal stuff. But just like try to like pretend and that's real data. You're familiar with it. The information is coming in. You use, that's one important yeah. one. Use each of your family members as a different class. And then you can make tags for like vacation and eating out. And so that you can practice using tags. And so you get creative with using the different features in different ways with your personal data. My personal file is actually more complex than my business file. <laughs> oh, totally. It's going to have a lot because if you want to, you want to do like the way kind of Profit First talks about the, the individual bank accounts for separate budgets. Okay. So in the, in the personal, in personal financial planning, I think that was called the envelopes or something, the envelope Ooh, system yes. where you put so much money in the envelope for the vacation and so much money for the upgrade of the bathroom and so much money for the college or whatever. And it's all like sort of like stacking cash away in different places in your house separated by envelope. You know, you don't have to stash the money away. All the money can stay in the bank, but then you can use this, the tags or classes or locations or whatever or to like organize checking. QuickBooks, yeah. QuickBooks checking actually works really well for personal files because it gets the interest rate and you can create all of those different envelopes. So you can put money away for vacations and put money away for Christmas presents. And then that money becomes untouchable and then you have it when you're when you need it. Yeah. One thing I found interesting is there isn't a QuickBooks checking style product for the personal finance. Uh, yet, at least, you know, like if you if you're using Mint or you're using uh, Credit Karma, all the like personal products that Intuit has, you know, how why isn't there a, you know, um, a personal bank account that can take advantage of this envelope sort of system? But that's different than using class locations and tags. So just got to make sure you remember that, you know, quick, if you use QuickBooks checking and you 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 subdivide the cash in your bank by these envelopes, it's not the same thing as using class locations or tags that if you really want to become an expert in QuickBooks, I think the class location and tag will actually get you closer to what like a business would do. Right. So I think it's, it's a good point to make, but I think, I think the, the first point of using class locations and tags is much better. I think um, Esther Friedman Karp um, from Canada, I think one of the things she was known for is she used a QuickBooks file to plan about mitzvah. And I think it was just amazing. Like she showed us, you know, how, how she used a, a, a desktop system, a desktop accounting system to plan a very personal uh, a thing. And then she taught, she showed us how she created accounts and sub accounts and classes and customers as the invitees and showed us that basically all you're doing is on, it's, it's your, it's just a database. It's a, it's a financial database and you're organizing things in whichever way, shape or form. And once you sort of transcend that this is 
just a check or just an expense or just a deposit. You transcend that. And you understand that QuickBooks is essentially a database of stuff. And reports is the way you organize that stuff in a way that it makes sense for business. You start sort of like, you know, like in the matrix when you start seeing the ones and the zeros or stuff, <laughs> you start really seeing like the accounting is beyond just accounting. It's a database of data. And then once you understand how the database works, you'll be much better at manipulating the reports later on. This episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast is sponsored by OnPay. OnPay, with 30-plus years of payroll expertise, is your ideal payroll partner. With OnPay, you can run your client's payroll, delegate it to your team, or empower your clients to manage it themselves. In any case, OnPay handles all the tax payments and filings, even at the local level, at no extra cost. OnPay seamlessly integrates with QuickBooks Online and QuickBooks Desktop, offering you a payroll solution that fits your entire client base. Partnering with OnPay means you'll have access to dedicated partner support, account managers, and a direct support phone line. Their team of in-house payroll experts will do all the heavy lifting, from setting up your dashboard to adding your clients and their employees. They'll even enter any prior wages to make it easy to switch. Now, here's the exciting part. OnPay is offering an exclusive deal for accountants and bookkeepers. Enroll new clients by October 31st, 2023 to enjoy fee-free services until January 31st, 2024. That's potentially up to four months of free payroll services. To seize this incredible offer and to get up to four months of free payroll, head over to uqb.promo slash onpay. That's uqb.promo forward slash O-N-P-A-Y. I want to shift it a little bit, going back to the overall question of how do you learn QuickBooks online? Uh, the uh, ProAdvisor program has a certification. And when you have a QBOA account, if you look in your left-hand navigation, you'll see something that says ProAdvisor. And then when you click on ProAdvisor, there's two tabs, one for benefits and one for training. And when you head into the training, there's training on using the software, there's training on payroll, there's all kinds of stuff in there. There's walkthrough trainings where you can go through and read about things and then answer questions about it. There's the they also point you to the videos, which you can also get at qbtraininginvents.com, which are free trainings, um, video trainings. Um, Hector and I are sometimes the presenters or sometimes the little elves in the background on the Q&A. And all of that material supports the certification tests. And there's two different certification tests. There's a basic certification. Um, we in the, in the back call it core certification, but you don't see the word core anywhere. And that's the certification that every single pro advisor should get, which is basically like, what does this button do? What does this feature do? And it, you know, it's good for knowing what buttons to click and what the software does. Yeah. So we have the, the Intuit webinars that are pretty much weekly at this point. Uh, it's qbtradingevents.com. Mm -hmm. So it is yes. QB. Uh, we have the Pro Advisor program uh, courses that not, that are all certifications because there's basic bookkeeping, there's basic uh, like advisory for, for mm -hmm. accountants. And then there's some that actually lead to a certification like QuickBooks Online Core, QuickBooks Online Advanced, and I believe QuickBooks Online Payrolls is a, yes. is a new certification. You definitely want to exploit those. Like if you want to become an expert in QuickBooks and you don't at least sign up for the Pro Advisor program, the free version, and become certified in everything that it has, 
there's really no hope for you if you can't get past <laughs> that. So, so, so you could have saved this whole 20 minutes of this episode and just, just gone go, to go to ProAdvisor.intuit.com, <laughs> get every certification, especially, specifically the advanced certification. That's where I was going to go next. Yeah. Why is the advanced certification so important, Alicia? And why only 10% of the pro advisors advance? Well, QuickBooks Online's regular certification tells you what buttons to click, but QuickBooks Online advanced certification is knowing how to use the product. And don't get confused about advanced QuickBooks Online advanced, the version and QuickBooks Online advanced certification. It's not certification in the advanced software. It's being an advanced pro advisor. And when I'm looking to hire somebody, I don't want somebody with the regular certification. I insist that they have the advanced certification because that's focusing on how to use the software, how to, what to do in unusual circumstances. What do you do if you accidentally charge somebody's sales tax and you need to refund their sales tax? You know, unusual situations, how to game the system. And obscure features that you might not rec use in your day-to-day. -day. So it's the things that are more occasional use. And that's really what distinguishes you as an expert. Yeah. So troubleshooting and error cleanup, basically. Yeah. And, and that, that's what experts in QuickBooks get paid the big bucks for, right? Troubleshooting something that's not working because sometimes it's user error or some the data doesn't jive in a certain way or the third-party app is not integrating or cleaning up a mess. And these are the, these are what the best experts get paid the most at, get, get the most for. And I believe that if you invest in it, it, it there will be ROI at the end. Uh, the last uh, tip here that, that I have is actually two. One is offer to help a friend mm -hmm. do it even for free. So I help us open a, a small business and do it for free. Like what would be some pros and cons of doing that? Well, the con of doing it is that you're spending your time doing it for free. There's also the possibility that you don't know what you're doing yet, but if you're not directly responsible on a legal and professional level for the data, you're just kind of helping them out. And that gives you an opportunity to see how people are using QuickBooks and to learn what to look for because an expertise is being able to just look at a set of data and know what's wrong with it, knowing when something is out of place. And that's the skill that you really want to develop. And that's where looking at somebody else's QuickBooks really comes into play. And lastly, an unpaid internship. Like, how would you go about getting an unpaid internship? What do, what do you think, Alicia? I'm Other than being in an academic program, I'm not exactly sure how you would go about that. If you're part of a community college class, frequently having an internship is a requirement for your degree. Uh, otherwise, just in normal business, it's you're just still kind of volunteering to help a company with their books. Yeah, I, I guess you could call a local accounting firm and say, like, I, I think that you should have something in terms of certification or degree or whatever. Uh, and, and first, so you can call a local accounting firm, a CPA firm and say, hey, I just graduated from college or I just became a pro advisor. Or I just did. like you have to have something that's sort of like the pivotal catalyst for them to go, oh, okay. This person did the minimal effort to know a little bit about it. It's just not some drifter that wants to come in and learn from free, right? And say, hey, I'm looking for internships. Do you need any help with bookkeeping or data entry? I do have this core knowledge, but I want to apply it and I'm, and I'm open for an internship. So basically it means working for free yeah. at, the, at the end of the day. It's just really super important that if you're going to take that route, that you ask a lot of questions because you don't want to make mistakes in books that somebody else is accountable for.
because that will come back around. And one more recommendation that I can really make is getting a mentor, finding a coach. And there's, you know, having a business coach is one thing, but having a QuickBooks coach is another one where you can actually ask questions of somebody who has expertise. And that role is being filled a lot of the time by Facebook groups, for example, or LinkedIn learning groups where you can go and ask questions. And it's important to have that. But I also really recommend if you can find somebody who has that expertise where they can look at your books with you and make suggestions or show you what you're doing wrong. That is a really valuable approach. It is a service that I do offer through my gold membership. And I have a lot of colleagues who offer the same similar programs. Yeah, to be clear, this whole mentorship thing is people think that mentors are like just hanging out, waiting for somebody to pick them. That's not really a thing. And in some cases, some people have been mentored at no cost to them. Let's just, just call it like that. No actual, there wasn't a price of admission to get into that mentor, let's call it that. Some people have been lucky enough where they've had a mentor type of relationship in the past. But if you go, if you're trying to become an expert in QuickBooks, and your approach is, let me go find a mentor, this is going to cost you. This is not going to be like somebody will pick you up and grab you under their wing for no reason whatsoever. Again, maybe not. Maybe you start as an unpaid intern, and then maybe you get a job, and then maybe at that firm, somebody mentors you, so to speak. But like you're not going to find mentors. There's, not, there's no mentors out there just waiting to give their time for free to help you build a whole career. But there are people who do have paid programs like myself who specialize in that. And it can be really helpful because then you get that confidence of learning what you do know and discovering what you don't. I agree 100%. That wraps it up. Uh, just quick reminder in the show notes, we have uh, the email for the show. Email us if there's any questions, if there's still something we didn't cover, specifically having to do with becoming an expert in QuickBooks. And we'll try to address it and cover it in a show in the future. All right. Thanks, Hector. This was a great topic. This podcast is independently operated and is not affiliated with or endorsed by QuickBooks or Intuit, Inc. Any reference to Intuit and QuickBooks products are made solely for the purpose of discussing the topics related to the company and its software.